This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekdays, 69 a.m. on Power 98.7. Coming up for eight minutes before eight here on the Power Breakfast. Uh, so, um, going back to a conversation that we had yesterday um, about the, the the serious challenge. It's a crisis, I think it's fair to call it, that uh, SA, South Africa's public universities uh, are facing in terms of accommodating the large number of students that are applying for places at the universities, uh, first-year students that are uh, applying. Vets University uh, recently reported that they've received over 100,000 applications for only 6,000 first-year places. Uh, University of KwaZulu-Natal reported 8,500 places that they have available, but have received 250,000 applications. And I imagine the picture is a similar one for many other universities uh, around the country. Let's speak to the Chief Executive Officer of uh, Universities South Africa, Dr. Petue Matutu, joining us on the line. Good morning to you and thank you very much for your time. Good morning, Tabiso and the listeners of Power FM. Let me get a sense of how you as universities uh, deal with this uh, um, enormous uh, challenge, you know, that, and it's, it's certainly nothing new, and I imagine it will carry on for some years to come here, yeah, that uh, the demand for university education will always be higher than what we can approach, uh, we can, uh, um, uh, what, we, what we can provide. What is the position or the approach that you take as universities in trying to, you know, take in as many as you can, or in a, in even in sifting out who comes in and who, who doesn't get in? Um, except for planning in terms of uh, the spaces that are available, the capacity that is possible, uh, considering the available resources, uh, there's very little much that uh, universities can do because at the end of it, the students who come in have to succeed. So does it so just the come... The key issue is mm. about expansion of the higher education uh, 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 sector and also the expansion of uh, the other post-school opportunities for uh, students who have Mm. completed uh, their national senior certificate. So does it come down to, I mean, in deciding uh, out of 100,000 applicants, uh, uh, which 6,000 you'll take, will it just come down to, you know, those who have the highest achievers will get uh, preferential treatment or, or will it go depend on the programs that you are looking to attract learners in, or how do, what is the calculation that you make then? Um, the way in which it's, uh, it's done, it depends on the particular uh, mm. program. So uh, let's take an example of um, uh, Stellenbosch University. If they know that we have so many uh, positions for medical students, We've got so many uh, uh, opportunities for engineering students. Mm. We've got so many opportunities for uh, science students or agricultural science students. Mm. There are certain requirements that they put. And the students who have got those requirements, who have applied early enough, are the ones who are 
offered positions. And then uh, it depends now on how long the student takes to uh, take up that uh, offer. And then the next stage is uh, the stage of registration. It depends now on how long the student takes to register at an institution. And then afterwards, they, they reassess and they look at the available positions because the first offers together with the registrations are very important. Mm. So once you've been offered a position, it's important that you take up that offer. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be given to other students. And um, once mm. you have uh, uh, accepted the offer, it's important that you register. Uh, otherwise, other students are going to be considered. So what has been uh, apparent is that uh, those um, qualifications, for instance, in natural sciences and so on, there are about 10 universities uh, which express that they still have had positions um, or opportunities at the beginning of the year. Mm. And me, uh, some mm. were outlining that uh, those were in science, those were in actual science, those were in commerce. Yes. So, uh, meaning that the other ones, your BAs, are already full and so on. So, now, up to now, uh, that's how they fill up the position. What lessons uh, have we learned of how or how differently are we doing things uh, with given the lessons that we'd have heard, learned from um, you know the the pandemic when we there was no in contact learning because it seems like a lot of these uh, universities can only accommodate uh, these numbers uh, because they, we are talking about uh, in contact uh, you know learning um what extent have our universities moved towards um, you know the online learning and accommodating more students that way um, or via like a distance learning model? Uh, there are a lot of lessons that have been learned and uh, with, uh, with uh, distance learning, there were a lot of shortcomings that were identified and uh, universities uh, see the whole thing of uh, um, partially... Um, uh, distance and partially uh, uh, contact is, is the most ideal uh, way of uh, learning for the students. And it, I can't remember what they call this uh, uh, type of uh, offering. That's what they do. And with the examinations, usually very much in contact because they felt that um, there's a lot which needs to be learned there. You're referring to a hybrid method. Is that what the word you're looking uh, for? Yes, it's hybrid, but mm. Uh, mm. there's another word okay. that is used for it. Okay, so yeah, because, so are you saying that uh, instead of actually expanding, uh, you know, the, the the online programs that we've we have gone back uh, to pretty much where we were before um, the COVID nineteen pandemic? Because I'm thinking. If we were taking, if there was accommodation made via online learning, you could take in a whole lot more students. There are programs which have uh, adopted that. For instance, for teachers, people who are working and at the same time studying, uh, there are programs where um, you feel, I mean, they provide more of duplication. Uh, students do go physically, and at the same time, they do uh, uh, provide uh, online uh, tuition. 
And um, so they have not gone back to uh, uh, the COVID period as it was. was. There are benefits of uh, contact teaching and learning. Students get to interact with each other. Students get to work uh, together. So it's it's different from someone who's staying at home and so on. So uh, students... You can still work together online. I mean, you don't have to be in contact. You have contact with one another. Well, there are uh, differences between working online and working uh, physically together. Mm-hmm. And you'll find out that most students cannot even stay at home because of the rural nature of our country and also because of the socio-economic uh, conditions within our country. So if the students are here anyway, uh, one has to be very circumspect about how they use those opportunities of uh, 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 utilizing the students. And we do have the University of South Africa as well, uh, which is a distant uh, learning uh, institution. Let me ask a final question, which is from one of our listeners. Simon Sheila asks, why do the universities uh, allow so many applications if they know they do not have the capacity? Uh, Is it a money-making scheme? Uh, He says, especially for poor people who use their last money to apply, knowing they... Uh, universities can only accommodate a few students. Well, the reality is that those applications, all of them are processed, and they are pro- processed by individuals, they are processed by uh, artificial intelligence, their licenses to be paid for that, and uh, they need, there are reasons to be provided when a student has not been taken. So it's not just uh, the first 10,000 and that's it. As I'm saying, the requirements for the various faculties differ, and it becomes important that the selection is carefully mm. uh, made. Okay. Uh, over and above your first scan, beats, AI, and so on. Okay. There Dr. are people who have to sit behind that and look into it. Okay. Dr. Matutu, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you very much for coming on. Okay, then. Thank you. That's the CEO of Universities South Africa, Dr. Petiwe Matutu. It's a minute after eight. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.